Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Once again, time for Dr. Homebrew, uh, the only show where we sit and judge your beers and not you, which is, uh, you know, rare, I think, especially for this channel, especially for it's me. It's a nice change. Yeah, it's a nice change, isn't it? Right, JP? I think it's, uh, well, I mean, for you, it's a nice right. change. For me, it's just, uh, well, wait, other way around. For me, it's a nice change. For you, it's, you know, maybe no more normal. Uh, I tend to judge a lot of people by it based on the beer that they brew. Yeah, but we don't judge your beer. No, you don't judge my beer. Actually, I do have some beer that I brewed on the Pico Brew. I need to... Uh, um, you do need to bring it in. I need to bring it Well, I have to keg it first. That's the that's part of the problem. Keg it, bottle it, yeah. Uh, whatever. Carry the whole Pico Brew in. It's not big. <laughs> just brew here. We should just brew during the show one day. But then I have to haul it around, and I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, this is not a good live brew setup in here. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. If we ever do a remote, maybe... Uh, but I don't think that'll happen. So, All right. Um, yeah. Well, here we are. We're hanging out in the studio. We got some beers. We got some people in the studio, and uh, you know, just uh, cold kicking it, ready to drink some beers. Um, before we start, though, I do want to thank our sponsor, Five Star. Go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn all about uh, the best way to clean and sanitize your brewing equipment so your beer doesn't turn intentionally sour, which is uh, or unintentionally sour, which. <laughs> I think is uh, is the new nice way of saying uh, you're a terrible brewer. That's uh, that's my opinion. What do you think, Brian? Um, I'm going to drag you into this fucking conversation, yes. Brian. I swear to God, one way or the other. <laughs> it's a little judgmental sounding, honestly. <laughs> what? You're a terrible brewer. Yeah, well, you are. Sorry if you Fucked don't up use once. You're a terrible brewer. For if you life. don't use five star uh, products, um, <laughs> even even you don't once. know what you're doing. Even once, you don't know what you're doing. Wow, I started yeah. too early. It didn't exist did. when I started brewing, so I guess I, by definition I'm a terrible brewer because I, I didn't use yeah. it. Well, no, not no backpedaling. There's that's not backpedaling. It's redefining what I said. It's redefining the, God, the election value. season, isn't it? It is election season. God damn it! Yeah, and you should know better. I should. <laughs> Whatever that is, I should. I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you? Hey. Hey, what? Stop trying to browbeat me. <laughs> Judgmental little bastard. Uh, I just read some article about Obama browbeating some journalist, and I felt I thought it was fun, so I did it. Thought you'd pick up on it? Yeah. Right. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Yeah. You I got Secret know. Service? I don't. I didn't think so. No. Good I've, thing. I have bad service, <laughs> which is uh, slightly different than Secret Service, but she'll still kick ass. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks to Five Star for this mess. 
Uh, we really appreciate it. And everyone on the show gets a nice little care package from Five Star. So uh, in case you're uninterested, not interested, but uh, unawares, um, you know, when you're starting out like Lee was, well, I guess it wasn't around. But uh, anyway, you can check out Five Star products and see for yourself. See the difference that it makes because uh, they're, they're really amazing. Uh, I feel like we haven't been in the studio for a while. It's been a month. It's been a month, right? Whole month. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been a long time in podcast years. It's like an eternity. It's like multiply by seven. Yeah, exactly, right? <clears throat> no, I actually think it's still just a month. Is it? Yeah. I don't know, Bev. I, think you're, I, don't, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Uh, we have a couple good beers, I think, for us today. We have, uh, we have Jim. He's going to be joining us on Skype with a, a Munich Halasi, right? Uh, yes. Munich, Munich Hal Halasa. Wasn't that a dic- deposed dictator from back in the <laughs> 60s or something? Munich Halasi? Yeah. Isn't he the uh, um, Rastafarian uh, god or whatever? Yeah, something like yeah. that. And then uh, we have Daniel in the studio with an APA. Uh, which is kind of cool because we have, uh, you know, Daniel sent his beers in a while ago, and uh, we judged them. And by we, of course, I mean Brian and Lee, our uh, master BJCP judges. And uh, we didn't get to his beers for one reason or the other. Right? It's probably me. I, you know, screwed up here and there. Uh, it's been known to happen. And so in the in the interim, he's uh, rebrewed it. So we're going to compare wow. uh, his uh, the the uh, sheets that you guys filled out uh, with the beer that he's rebrewed. And I think it'll be a fun little experiment. See what's changed. What's up, Brian? We get to retaste the same beer over again. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, here. Your microphone's all jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to see if we can push it. Ah. Try uh, that. There we that's go. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The head was like slipping off the end of the... It'll do that. Um, it's condom was too small. Yeah. Not too big. Whatever. This mic will never reproduce. <laughs> that's true. Hopefully not. Um, okay, well, uh, let's see. We have everybody in the studio. I don't have to stall for time anymore. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to have Jim on the line, and uh, he's going to talk about his munich uh, Munichalasi. Munichalasi. That's right. Uh, let's get going. Take from, a break. Uh, brewed on uh, 415 or uh, 4115. So, uh, April Fools. Oh, what if it's not a Munich Halas at all? What if it's just like a oatmeal, <laughs> oatmeal stout? And he goes. Screw you guys! Well, it's a white oatmeal stout. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's mad because uh, he's in some homebrew club that didn't win club of the year. Uh, anyway, it's a uh, Doctor Homebrew. Everyone, stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the Twenty First Amendment Brewery, located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the Twenty One A, before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Your brewing water can be a mystery. If it's good enough to drink, it's good enough to brew with, right? We all know to perfect certain styles of beer, proper water chemistry is vital. But running water tests can be complicated and expensive, but not anymore. Industrial Test Systems is proud to introduce the new Smart Brew Water Testing Kits, incorporating the exact iDip Smart Photometer System. The only photometer on the market that harnesses the power of the smartphone and runs water tests without you doing a pile of calculations. The iDip features two way Bluetooth communication with the brain of the system, which is its own multilingual app. This allows limitless possibilities, including lab accuracy, free upgrades, test customization, over 35 available, mobile sharing, and more. You can keep a detailed history of your results. Email your water report to other brewers or share it on social media. Visit smartbrewkit.com now and learn more about the iDip photometer and all the tests it can do for you. Examination. 
All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, if I've done everything right, we should have Jim on Skype. Uh, Jim, are you there? Hello, hello. Hey, Jim. How you doing, man? Woo. He's radio. Yeah, I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for joining us, man. Oh, no, thank you for having me. Uh, this, this is really an honor, and I'm really excited about this. Oh, perfect. You must have never heard the show before, then, if it's an honor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I kind of live, I spend my nights on the Brewing Network listening to downloads and stuff. It, it keeps me going. Oh, awesome. How long, yeah. have you, how long have you been listening? Uh, about a year and a half, but I've pretty much listened to everything you have, uh, including a lot of lunch meat. That's a lot. <laughs> Don't tell my friends that I listen to that. But, Don't uh, tell the police yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> that would I, never be yeah. a good thing. We would never do that to you, Jim. I appreciate that. This is all on the download. Right, right. We're, we're bros, and uh, we would never rat a bro out. Exactly. Yeah, for listening to right lunch on. meat. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into your beer, man, uh, how long have you been homebrewing? I've been brewing since uh, the fall of 2012, so coming up on three years. Okay. And are you uh, extract or all-grain guy? Well, I started out extract. Actually, yeah. you know, what I did is um, I, I decided I wanted to brew. Y- years and years ago, my dad homebrewed, but I was just a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. So I did some research, and the very first thing I did was I read the free version of How to Brew, uh, on the internet like three times oh wow and then so i kind of knew a little bit i thought i knew what i was doing and then i found uh more beer okay yeah so I, I ordered a kit from more beer and then uh that turned out really nice so i started brewing another one okay and uh, then stumbling around on the internet i found uh the a aha forum and i found you guys and then i found the the podcasts and uh, we were off and running awesome and uh, how long before you went uh went all grain about about four or five batches and then i ran into on the internet ran (laughs) into denny khan Uh oh um and you survived kind of yeah i did okay um (laughs) but he's you know he's sort of in my neck of the woods he's over there on the oregon coast okay i'm up in washington and uh Learned about batch sparging and gave that a shot, and, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm sort of a uh, an upper-level batch sparge system, I guess you'd call it. It's, it's sort of like direct fire, recirculated mash. Okay. You know, so, so every, all my gear is stainless. Nice. And then I got temp control because uh, Jamil says you got to have temp control. You have to, and, yeah. And, and my latest addition was... Uh, a pH meter. I, I don't know if you know him, but Matt Crispin. Um, you know who Matt Crispin is back in Texas? No. I mean, I maybe uh, I'd, I'd recognize his Sounds face, familiar. but yeah. I was talking about MASH, uh, pH, and, and uh, Matt Crispin donated a uh, Milwaukee pH meter to me. So I oh, wow. just started controlling my pH. Oh, that, what a great present. That's kidding. That's cool, man. Hey, you know, there's there's some awesome people in homebrewing, and and to me, after the fun of brewing and the fun of enjoying a beer, the the next greatest part is the the people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we don't smell very good, but uh, we sure are nice. Well, I, <laughs> we share know, beer. Either, but I mean, that, <laughs> that's a given. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is this your first uh, lager? Is this your first Munich Hellas? Well, it kind of is. I worked okay. on it 
uh, all last winter. I did about I did about three Hellases and I did about three Munichs, and I think the one that you guys have is my last latest attempt at a Hellas. And then, you know, the weather gets warm and the the temp controller works too hard. So I've been doing sours lately, but okay, uh, that, that is my latest attempt at a Hellas, and I'm I'm trying to get it. You know, what do you call it? Perfected, even though they're <laughs> never, you'll never get there. But right. it's a try, you know. Okay. So, so you're just looking for some basic tips and tricks, and uh, yeah, you know, okay, be help me be a rock star. Oh, we'll we'll uh, we'll try, and of course, by by we, I mean not me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Lee, why don't you start us off with this uh, this Hellas here, man? All right, this Hellas, this one and only Hellas. So Hellas is described as what is the thing here? A uh, I'm gonna. Sorry, play with Brian's phone here. A multi but fully, fully attenuated pills malt showcase is the nice little sound bite they have for that's, Ellis. That's very good. Yes. And exactly was what it is. <clears throat> um, you go to Germany and get the stuff in Big Steins and it's malty. It's got nice, just enough little hot bite underneath it to keep it balanced. And that's basically what it is. It's lagered, cool, clean, malt, a little bit of hop. Okay. Nothing like an IPA. No, good. No, so I no, like totally it different. Yes. So, what did this beer come out like? Um, in the nose, we get some medium spicy noble style hops. Uh, Face a medium low after a few seconds. Sort of had a big burst when it was poured. Uh, medium low, grainy, crackery pills malt, no esters. A clean and authentic aroma, which is very appealing, if a little bit on the low side. Uh, a little bit of honey. No diacetyl or DMS. Maybe there was a little bit of sulfur right when it was open, but it went away pretty quickly. Honey might be a bit of an oxidation note. That malt, Pills malt tends to do that. Okay. Um, although you can get it in otherwise perfectly fine beer, too, I think. Um, Paris pours a creamy, medium-white, fine foam that fades only slowly to a light color. Excellent clarity. Brilliant color. Uh, brilliant clarity. Pale gold. Flavor was spicy floral lavender hops in medium intensity. And a grainy, crackery, honey base pills malt. Uh, medium bitterness, an orangey bit of an ester, rind, a sort of an orange rind kind of character, not the orange, orange juice sort of character. Balances a bit low in the malt and high in the hop flavor for style, but very enjoyable. No DMS or diacetyl. Mouthfeel, medium body, medium high creaminess, nicely to style. Medium carbonation, um, no hot or astringent characteristics at all, fairly to style. Uh, though edging towards a drying, drier, almost German pill-style body. Overall, I thought this was a very appealing and drinkable Hellas. Fairly well fermented, well attenuated. Balance is, is sort of edging maybe closer to a German pills or somewhere between a German and Czech pills sort of territory. I thought it was mm. a little heavy on the hop flavor and just maybe a touch on the bitter, more on the flavor. Okay, It, 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 was, it was coming across to me as... as Hops being almost more forward in the presentation than the malt. But that said, I, I would be happy to drink stein after stein of this. It's very wonderful. Yes. Even if it's coming across kind of, to me, as a cross between a Hellas and a Pils. I um, could see that. Clean ferment. Yeah. I, I don't know where that orangey character is coming from. I'm kind of curious if he's using an interesting hop in there or if mm-hmm. it is an actual ferment character. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Nothing. You sure? I'm doing great. You're, you're happy. <laughs> I'm you. glad to hear that. Thank you. All right. Um, I'm just cutting myself. That's all right. What he's else? always doing great. <laughs> yeah, he's Jay, that's that's our guy. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, for me, I thought this was very tasty. I really enjoyed the beer. I gave it a thirty-five overall. Um, 
My only quibble with it was maybe it could have used a little bit less in the flavor hop, a little bit more uh, the malt-forward mm-hmm. character to it. It didn't come with the amount of hop that was in there. It was I wouldn't say it was quite crisp, but it was edging in that direction. It wasn't sort of malt-forward Hellas that I that I expect from this style. I could see that. But it sure, wasn't yeah. far off at all. And it, other than that, it was cleanly made and very nice. It's a good job. Awesome. How do you, you how do you how do you make that shift? How do you how do you get it more malt forward? Probably just, just adding a more little, malt. Uh, well, I mean, in this case, I'd probably throttle back a bit the flavor hops. Do that before okay. the bittering hops. Maybe a touch in the bittering, but mostly it was the flavor hops that were, I think, kind of taking over the profile. And it wasn't like they hmm. were strong, but in the Hellas, they're 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 really supporting role only. And here they were kind of battling it out for for being who's in first place. I thought for for flavor intensity. Okay. Very good, Brian. You're up, buddy. Hey. Uh, yeah, so this Minichelis, um, it does have a nice appealing aroma. I agree with a lot of what Lee said there. I did get that, that sulfur note that he was pointing out. There's a little bit of DMS in there, which is appropriate for the style. It's one of the one of the styles because it's basically just a, yeah, a Pills malt showcase that, that can have some of that, and Pills malt does throw that off. Um, but it wasn't offensive, and it, it did you know tend to blow up. I, I think it stuck around a little bit. I'm still getting some of that some of that sulfur in there mm-hmm. but uh yeah no esters nice clean lagering um a good light spicy noble hop shines through um you know no no diacetyl no acetaldehyde no you know good lagering uh you know apparent from the aroma there uh you know as the the, the pills malt it gives kind of a bready sweet impression in the in the aroma and it's yeah it's very inviting um it's a pretty beer it's nice and nice and clear um, kind of a medium light gold color, uh, maybe, you know, towards the dark side for the style, but, uh, you know, pretty much in the right territory. Um, it, it you know, home brewing, it's, it maybe it's kind of hard to get a beer as light as you want sometimes. Uh, right. if you're driving your boil hard at all, or, you know, just, uh, yeah. But, uh, getting a beer as light as some of these beers, like the light American lagers and the Hellas's can be a challenge. It's tough. Yeah. It's definitely tough. Uh, even just using base malt and anyway, but yeah, um, mostly fine bubbles. The, the head faded pretty quickly, I noticed. Um, but yeah, nice looking beer overall. Uh, cool. in, the, in the flavor, I got pleasant pills malt, a touch of a little graham cracker like sweetness, just just a faint sweetness in there. I found kind of a a touch of uh, kind of a minerally character for the style, like an, kind of an out of place water thing. If you have the the Hellas's in Germany. They, you know, the Munich water is pretty highly carbonate and uh, it's got a lot of uh, calcium in it. It's just, um, you know, it's reason is, you know, it's good for, for brewing some of the darker beers they do there. But the, the lighter beers have a different impression than some of the other lighter beers you get, um, you know, like a, yeah. a Czech Pils or something has a way different impression than a Munich Hellas. <laughs> um, obviously, but it's just like, you know, that that water has, you know, in, in, in uh in Prague and around there, you know, there's no, almost no uh, minerals in in the in the water. Uh, down there, you, you deal with it in different ways, and you know. Anyway, but uh, yeah, <laughs> they're probably decocting and doing all kinds. Yeah, of fun yeah. Stuff. There's a bunch of different stuff you can do. Right? Well, I guess they decoct the pills. Beer. Well, I know that the women sure look different between Munich and. <laughs> That's true. Prague. And it also depends but, on how much, know. how much beer you drink. It's the water. Well, right. How strong the beers are, yeah. Sure. You drink some sure. of that, uh, some of that absinthe up there in Prague, and that the it starts things start looking a little different. Yeah, the walls start breathing. It's amazing. 
anyway. start seeing things the way JP yeah. sees them. <laughs> no, that was a fine point, though, on the minerally thing. Um, I don't know what, what you did for water treatment, but I'd like to hear about that. It'd be, be fun to chat about That's that. interesting. You know, that. well, I'll, I'll let you keep going because yeah. I would like to talk about the water yeah. and, and the grain a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, just have a you know low uh, spicy hop showing through. I just thought that the, the hop wasn't high, but it was just showing through a little differently because of the, those minerals in there. And that might be why Lee got kind of a high, uh, high hop impression in that beer. Um, I still think it's it's balanced slightly to the malt. Um, you know, it has a fair amount of hop in there, but and it's it's crisp, but it's a it's got a lot of the right malt elements that you want in there. That that does show that that good German Pils malt. So nice ingredients, nice nice crackery thing. A little bit of sulfur in the aftertaste too, with that kind of crackery ground crackery malt and the hop balancing it out. So. Um, balance wise, I liked, I liked that. It's just a weird, little weird impression with the hop. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let's, we can talk about the water. It's a very pleasant drinking, well-crafted Hellas. You know, you're doing a good job lagering. And, um, I think also a touch more, uh, it seemed a little bit low on the carbonation in the mouthfeel. You could put a little more carbonation in this to make it pop a little better. Um, and, uh, you know, it might, might give a little different impression, but it might throw in a different territory too. Hmm. Um, and improve the, the head size and retention and that maybe give it a little more kind of creaminess in there too. But, um, yeah, obviously nice job with the beer. I gave it a 37 and, uh, yeah, you could play with it a little bit, play with your water, play with the carbonation. It might just be a bottle thing in this case too. If you have it from, uh, it was, it was a bottle conditioned yeah. beer I noticed. So I, I imagine all the beers are probably similar. You're getting, getting similar results there with what you're, are you enjoying going with us? I, I am. All I'm, right. Uh, well, cheers. Down to the bottom of one. I, I, it's fun listening to the notes. It's like, yep, I get that. Yep, yep. Okay. And are especially you, towards the end, there. I mean, it's pretty flat by the end. So I think you're right on the. I need to bump the carbonation up a little bit. I think I was concerned that it might throw a little like carbolic acid and and push it too far that way. Yeah. I, I think I have some room to wiggle though. To me, what I'm getting too is like I had a little bit of that impression of what Lee described as kind of a stale honey-like malt impression. And I don't know if the ingredients yeah. were stale or the beer is stale, but it like uh, sometimes when you drink the the last swallow of a of a beer that's getting flat, it tastes like that. You know, it has that kind right. of stale impression, not just from the, sitting there in the, the oxidation. Honey thing but. is it's funny. I, I entered this at the Spring Fling uh, down in Bend, Oregon, okay. uh, last month. Um, I took first place, by the way, but. The score was Congrats. about what you guys are saying. Okay. So, All right. Um, but the honey, they mentioned the honey, and I also kind of picked that up. The the on the grain grain side of it, it's uh, about nine pounds for a five and a half gallon batch, six gallon batch. It's about nine pounds of Weirman pills, and then three pounds of Vienna that I got from you know my local supplier. And I was there the other day because I was getting honey in it. And it's like, what the heck? And uh, he told me that his his Vienna supplier is Gambrinus out of Canada. And it makes me mm-hmm. wonder if that wasn't honey malt, hmm. not Vienna. You think he, you know uh, I mean? yeah, he may yeah. have uh, switched the bags. Exactly. Hmm. So next time I do this, I'm going to go with uh, best malt. Uh, Pilsner and Best Malls Vienna, and I think I'll dial back the Vienna a little bit. Three pounds, or three, 
yeah, three pounds might be too much. Yeah, okay. the, the malt from Canada is definitely going to have a different impression. You want to start with the real the German ingredients. And yeah, if, exactly. if this is the recipe we're looking at, it seems like you have, I don't know if, you, if it's Vienna or if it's Munich light, or maybe it was just uh, entered as the recipe as this, but it says three pounds of uh, German Munich light, nine pounds of German Pilsner. So, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I might have the. Maybe the recipe is a mistake, but looking at my recipe, it's it's nine pounds pills, and that was Weiermann's, and then three pounds of Vienna, which, you know, knucklehead, I was assuming Vienna <laughs> meant from a country that has a place called Vienna, but I guess everybody makes Vienna, so. Oh, yeah. But it, but it came out of Canada, and it just makes me wonder, because it's very similar to honey malt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it might. Gambrinas, you know, I like Gambrinas base malts. They make a lot of great malts up there, yep. and uh, you can use them for a lot of things. Really versatile, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, but and, for but, a German beer, you want to get yeah. Yeah, Brian's right. You want to go German or, German ingredients for sure. Yeah. And I mean, Absolutely. you can get American cheese from Canada too. So <laughs> yeah. The name doesn't mean anything necessarily, <laughs> right? Uh, so th- this, hot, this recipe we've on got the here. Side of things, um, my first couple batches, I tried. Like, uh, I don't even know if I can pronounce it, but like the Hirschbrecher, Hirsch, whatever, yeah. uh, from Germany, and uh, Tetninger, Tetning. And then on this one, because I was, I thought I was getting way too much hop aroma out of those, even with just like an ounce or two at 60. Mm-hmm. And this one is a half ounce of Magnum at 60, and that's it. Yeah, which I was thinking was kind of interesting, given how hoppy it was coming across. Right. Um, and so this is the tech trauma. To, to get rid of the hop aroma, I'm not sure <laughs> what I've there. Yeah, I don't know because it, ta- it it came across like a very lavender saz type character, Saz yeah. character, which I huh. I would not necessarily. Well, I don't know. I actually don't have much concept of what Magnum would taste like as a flavor aroma hop, but at 60 minutes to the boil. It shouldn't be much. You wouldn't think it'd be much. I yeah. don't know. Maybe there was some sulfur accentuating that and pulling it out. I mean, you could get a little from that, but I wonder know, if it's... You, you got a little sleight of hand going here over us here. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, is that maybe combined with the 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 honey perception and kind of messing with the hop aroma it's and getting possible. some weirdness or it's possible? Who knows, yeah. right? Okay. I think the sulfur might boost it up some more. There's a little sulfur in here. Yeah, okay. I definitely got a spicy impression from it too. It's not just. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not just imagination, but yeah, it's you know, it's yeah. a well, great illusion of hot flavor. When you, start, when you start start combining these different things, they they lead you astray. You know, it's <laughs> like uh, element one, two, and three put together doesn't make what you think it is always. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah, it's it's not an easy deal, but. And if you did it right, you can make a very German-tasting beer without any German ingredients in it at all. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> almost did. You know, on the water, the weirdness there is that this is all, in the wintertime, my well gets a little hazy. Ah. You know, it's a, it's a well. This is all distilled water with just uh, like two grams of gypsum and about eight grams of calcium chloride. Mm, okay. So I'm thinking maybe just skip the the gypsum. Uh, it, do you think, and maybe even dial down the calcium chloride because I got the same notes back from Bend that it it had a minerally thing going on yeah. in the background. But 
Yeah, the gypsum's, you know, going to give you more of a Burton-y kind of flavor in there, and, and you could back sure. away from that. Yeah, that's, that's not the right mineral profile for this. And that might be where some of that sulfur character is coming from. Could um, be. I mean, the classic Munich water would be much more carbonate, although that can be a little hard to deal with. But if you throw some lactic acid in there, do something like that, that'll balance it out. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Cool. Anything yeah. else, Jim, or...? Or is that it? Uh, no, okay. no. I that was great, awesome feedback. Oh, cool. You know, it's, it's too bad that that every BJCP feedback couldn't be done like this. And you know, in a perfect <laughs> world, yes. if the brewer and the judges could all sit together, uh, you'd eliminate all that. He didn't know what I put in my beer. <laughs> yes, you find out how wrong the judges are sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. all it has to yeah. do is, is be as popular as, like, pro sports, and then there'll be enough people to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe PBS and, will pick us up. And... You know, I, I got into judging myself. It, it, it was a lot of work, and, yeah. and there's not a lot of contests around here, So, but I do enjoy doing it when I get to. And the other thing is that it, it gives you a, a kinder heart about judges feedback because <laughs> oh. it's not always that easy it we're really not, does yeah we're not all jerks <laughs> no, no heck no no it's but just some of us it is it is tough it is tough to to sit there and, and and take notes for 15 minutes or 10 minutes on this beer and be thorough and then do it 12 times after that it's it's, yeah. it's hard to, it's to maintain a focus. cold sandwich and do it again for 12 times yeah <laughs> it's uh i hate it i i can't i can't do it i don't have the the brain power jim so god bless you for 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 getting in there and fighting the good fight for good yeah, right right cool nah, i thought it was a very cool. good beer bordering on on excellent and and with a little adjustment you can get it right up in that territory and keep winning those awards with it so have some fun yeah. I'm going to try. I, I'm definitely going to uh, listen back later and take thorough notes and, and make some adjustments next winter because I plan to do it again. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, you guys rock, and I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Have a good night. All right, you too, man. You too. Bye. Bye. Nice guy. He's pumped. Yeah. Pumped about brewing. It's always good to see. Uh, that was a pretty good beer. Yeah, I think you guys it was. did great. Nicely done, yeah. And Lagers I, are tricky. They are tricky, man. And I like when uh, when the the homebrewers are super receptive. You know what I mean? Like he was just super stoked to get any feedback at all. And uh, I don't know. I like that. I think that uh, that's fun. It's fun for me. It gives yeah. us reason to be here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> gives me reason. And to we val- validated some of the, the other judges' impressions of the beer that he already got. So right, which um, is again the key. I think it, it just solidifies how great you two really are. Uh, we're all Come in collusion. On. That's the real deal <laughs> here. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, you guys called the called up the folks in Bend. Yeah. And you're like, okay, oh, yeah. so Jim, you guys know him. They're like, that guy? Totally. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you say about him? <laughs> we we want to say the same thing here. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to do some, uh, some APA tasting with uh, Daniel. Back after this, Dr. Homebrew. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. 
For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. High Gravity Home Brewing Supplies wants you to keep it simple. Brewing should be fun. And with High Gravity's amazing electric brewing systems, it is. High Gravity keeps their brewing systems simple, on purpose. More efficient than gas, customizable, and with your choice of one, two, or three vessels, High Gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer, formulate recipes, and improve your beer's consistency. Dave at High Gravity can customize your system to fit your needs. High Gravity invites you to visit their Build Your Own Brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric. And High Gravity offers $7.99 flat rate shipping on most of their products. www.highgravitybrew.com High Gravity. Keep it electric. Keep it simple. Visit highgravitybrew.com Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Admit it. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the Internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button. Improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. 
craft beer, and kick-ass music. This is the year to attend the 20th Annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza in beautiful Mammoth Lakes, California. Enjoy more than 80 breweries like Mammoth Brewing, Anchor, Fireman's, Bear Republic, Anderson Valley, Stone, Green Flash, Firestone Walker, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Deschutes, and many, many more. On stage, you'll hear Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue, Johnny Lang, Robert Cray, Robin Ford, Ruthie Foster, Carolyn Wonderland, Tommy Castro and the Painkillers, the Sly Brothers, and much more. It's the most incredible lineup ever to take a mammoth stage. Don't miss the 20th Annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza, Thursday, July 30th through Sunday, August 2nd. Tickets and more information at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484. Tickets for some events will sell out early. Get yours at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484 today. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Dr. Homebrew, we're back. We have another beer to go over, um, and then we have some prizes to give out, and it's going to be really exciting, and uh, you know, you're going to be glad that you, you stuck with us. I like the part with the prizes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get it. Even any. though, yes. Yeah. Well, we, we get a star, though, right? Well, our prize is beer. Oh, yeah. And uh, some would say that's a better prize to win. Uh, we have Daniel in the studio. Daniel, Hello. how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Perfect. And uh, Steve, right? Yeah, my name's Steve. <laughs> how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Steve Adams. It's it's really Jesse. It's is not it Jesse? Steve. Jesse, yeah. Well, it's Steve now. I call him Cassandra sometimes. Because fine. he answered to Steve. Yeah. So, uh, I you know. Like one. Hi, tough, Steve. Tough shit. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, Jesse, thanks for coming in, guys. Uh, do you guys brew together, or are you just hanging out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we brew uh, with a bunch of guys. Yeah? And, uh, yeah. And, Sounds uh, awesome. Oh, it's, it's rad. We <laughs> yeah. go in the backyard, and uh, we have the kids jumping on a trampoline. Oh, that's cool. The dog running around. It's really clean, awesome beer. It's, it's really fun. It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sausages all over the place. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. So how long have you guys been brewing? Uh, we started around uh, 09. And, okay. and so, and you know, kind of the the old story. We we started with uh, extract, and mm-hmm. uh, probably two years ago, we moved over to all grain. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. it's been kicking ass ever since, huh? Uh, you know, it, it, basically, our our mantra was: we want to brew as cheaply as possible. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't late, doesn't it didn't happen though because no. it it just cost us more and more no. money. Yeah, and That's, so yeah. the whole thing is a myth, yeah, a rumor it, that that home brewing is is exp- is inexpensive. You, uh, you know, I mean, if you're it, it just it's not unless you're Peter and you can just make your own stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, Peter Munoz is a classically trained fly on the wall. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but there you go. Sounds about right. These are tasty. Yeah, homebrew is kind of like fishing, you know. You can do it cheap, you know, with a noodle pot, some extract. Yeah. Or it's like fishing. You can go out and buy a bass boat. That's true. It's no yeah. longer cheap. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely it not. It's not hard to do the equivalent in homebrewing these Yeah, days. and it's still easy to screw up, yeah. no matter what size of kettle you have or system you have or whatever. Anyone can fall out of the boat. That's true. Yep. That's very true. Um, okay, so what do we have here? Uh, this is our APA. Um, when we were in here last time, I actually brought in an ESB that was made off the same batch. Okay. And uh, we used you know, an, an English ale yeast and that kind of thing. Um, and this one used the Cal Ale, and we dry hopped them differently, but it's the same wort. 
and uh, you guys gave me an average of 29 okay. uh, on that one. And, okay. you know, it, it you don't hold grudges, do you? No, not okay, at all. Uh, your tires are all slashed, by the way. <laughs> you should have checked that oh. before you let him yeah. out. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. I'm going to bump score up a little bit here. You're going to bump the score up, Brian? He's not going to repair yeah. your tire for you. You're screwed, so, man. Add an extra digit here. <laughs> And, and for kicks and giggles, we've we've started to send into competitions, and and mm-hmm. uh, we were we sent in uh, the East and this into uh, the first round of nationals. Okay, cool. How'd you do? Uh, the ESB got basically exactly what you guys said. Yes. And uh, do you want to know what the APA? Sure. Okay, so so this got a, a thirty in the nationals. Yeah, and made it to the mini best of show in the first round, which I thought was pretty rad for you know That's we good. just started sending. Yeah. So, that's great, man. That uh, there's nothing will pump you up more than uh, doing pretty well in nationals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So uh, the beer that we judged is uh, was the first batch of this. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which unfortunately we don't have because uh, due to scheduling conflicts, I've had to push you off a couple months. So, uh, but you did bring in. Uh, meaning uh, JP drank the beer. Maybe uh, yes. Meaning I drank <laughs> right. the beer. Oh, unlabeled <laughs> beer. Love it. No, it's a homebrew. <laughs> Shit. Um, and then so, but you brought in a version of the same beer. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll read off the score and talk about the old one a little bit, but I think we can kind of compare it, maybe do a little on the fly judging Mm -hmm. here and, um, compare the the two. Yeah. Just like Peter. We can do some Peter judging. On the fly on the wall. Um, judge Peter. Brian, what do you think, man? You want to start off? Yeah. Um, in the aroma, the, the beer that we judged had a medium, low, pleasant citrusy hop and, uh, some nice subtle tropical undertones. I'm getting the same kind of tropical thing in this this beer that we're tasting now. It's got some some interesting hop character to it. Um, had a low bready base malt uh, with a little hint of some toastiness. Uh, medium low fruity esters. Uh, no DMS or diastole. Uh, it did have a light honey like character to the malt. I thought there's could have been some uh, some oxidation in there a little bit in the aroma, but um, yeah, I don't know when we judged it compared to those other guys who judged it. But anyway, <laughs> it was yeah. We judged it, toward, you know, towards the end of May, I think, there. But, yeah, anyway. Um, the Appearance-wise, the beer was very clear and had a nice, rich, golden color. This this beer is uh, not very clear that we're holding in our hands. It's it's a lot younger, so. Uh, but it has that same kind of rich, golden color to it. Um, it does have a low, low head, off-white foam with a pretty good stand, mostly finer bubbles in it. Um, and this one, just pretty much no head. Daniel, was this the same recipe? Sorry to interrupt, uh, Brian. Yeah, I, I changed some of the hopping based okay. on your recommendations from the ESP last time. and uh, okay. but, but for the most part, it's almost identical. It just changed the bittering hops. Okay. And so, yeah, it's it's it's, cool. it's basically the exact same thing. Yeah, it's reading a lot like it. It's just this one's younger, and, and you just carbonated it, so it's not quite uh, there on the carbonation yet. But it's it's got a lot of the same characteristics that I pulled out the other one, except for the not if there's some oxidation in the bottle I had that, that you know came up in the aroma. and uh, Yeah. And the flavor a little honey-like. But, uh, yeah, the, the malt was a clean-based malt, um, bready and lightly toasty. Uh, Medium-low bitterness, medium-hot flavor, citrus, and a little bit of earthiness in there, I thought. Had a low, uh, just a low oxidation note, which is detracting from it a little bit. And the balance was slightly the hops. It was like a pretty nicely balanced pale ale. And um, finished medium-dry. Um, yeah, the, the, a little bit of the honey kind of lingered in the aftertaste with that one. Uh, this one doesn't have that honey-like element, so I'm kind of seeing how, how the balance works a little bit better here. But it seemed like a pretty clean ale ferment. Just something got a little bit stale there, um, at least in the bottle I had. 
the medium, uh, kind of body-wise and mouthfeel-wise, it was a medium-light body, no obvious astringency, just medium carbonation, kind of right down the road, what you want in there. Um, no warmth, you know, hits, hits the points per style that you, that you want to hit. Um, so overall, it was just like a really nice, nice, cleanly brewed uh, American Pale Ale with some, you know, interesting um, hop character to it. I really liked the, the aroma hops that were used. Um, and the blend of them that you that you used, uh, just a little bit of that oxidation getting in the way. I, I might be overblowing it. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't remember. Um, you know, however, however many months ago, two months ago, I can't remember that far back. <laughs> so I'm just have to go by my notes. Here. You gotta go by your notes, man. Yeah, I gave it a 31. I thought I thought it was a, a nicely crafted beer and a nice nice recipe. Just a little bit of something that was detracting from it there for me that, that I, I perceived as an oxidation. I don't okay. know if Lee got that. I, I seem to recall maybe he didn't get that as much, or I had to twist his arm to talk him into it. But <laughs> uh, let's hear what Lee has to say. My, my arm is still attached, and I, I did not have any notes on here about noticing oxidation. Um, mostly I agree with what Brian said. Um, I thought there were some kind of nice... Hop characteristics in here, kind of lime zest, and what I thought was a hint of juniper almost. It almost had a gin-like note to it. That was the kids running around in the backyard. <laughs> you sure that wasn't the mom with the drink? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and some, some nice toasting caramelly malt flavors, uh, stone fruit kind of esters, pretty clean ferment, no diacetyl DMS, uh, v- pretty much the style. Uh, for me, I thought the first bottle, and this was reprised here, was a little bit undercarbonated. Um, and a little bit sweet, but mostly that just seemed like it kind of wasn't quite carbonated enough. So that was the bottle I had back then, and I mean, your, your two-day-old one here, however old it is, seems kind of similar. So mm-hmm. You could use a little more gas in it. Um, uh, yeah, I, so that's that's pretty much what I got. I mean, other than that is pretty much what Brian said. Not hot, hot alcoholic, astringent, pretty nice beer. It mostly just needed to be a little higher in carbonation. Um, oh, there, there was one kind of odd thing I got. It wasn't bad. But it seems to me it had a water characteristic. It was almost like soda water. Uh, well, mm. that it, might be the, the Central Valley water. It like, could be. It, it didn't taste calcium so much. It's almost or salty. I mean, almost maybe just a, a touch of sodium or magnesium or something in there. Hmm. I don't know. It, it kind of tasted like, like drinking so, soda water or, yeah. or some mineral water. Hmm. Um, a bit of a tinge. And that might have been playing into that juniper kind of note, too, that gin-like note. Um, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good beer. A little flat, but I gave it a 35. Um, all you really had to do to make it a very nice beer, I thought, was bring the uh, carbonation up a bit. So that uh, was good. Cool. Thank you. Sure. Uh, how do you guys think uh, the old ones compared to the new beer? Pretty damn similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is obviously a little hazier and probably even a little less carbonated. But other than that, the uh, the flavor and aroma profile, profile I'm getting off here is pretty much the same thing. Okay. Yeah, kind of a little more of the fresh hop oils kind of aroma. You know, you get some of that 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 brighter citrus in this one that that it was it was showing through in the other one. A little tropical, a little little citrus, and it'd be nice to uh, hear what kind of hops he did use in there. But uh, yeah, it's a, again nice blend on the aroma, and that's that's what you want in here. So pretty similar, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. No, I think it's a, it's a pretty Not good. Bad. You, you cloned your own brew. Uh, well, yeah. thank, thank goodness. You know, some, <laughs> it's tough to do. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, tough to do. Well, you know, it was, it was the last one we had the bad thermometer. And on the first one, we actually ended up mashing it like 144 degrees. And so oh, it's wow. super attenuated. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a lot dry. This one actually is, it has, I don't know, to me, it has a little more body. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's and I brewed the first one in March and you guys had it in May. And that, that would probably, 
you know, account for some of those oxidation issues. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know. And JP abuses the hell out of these bottles, he too. He just shakes them and it leaves them in his just, car. I open them and recap them several times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he did that to mine. I, I wasn't picking up any oxidation. Oh, okay. I, I spared I'm you. mineral character, maybe, but yeah. Well, thank yeah. You. I and spared you. It's just to make us disagree. And, and right. you, you guys, on that ESB, you guys picked up the same exact mineral character. In, it's just from that nasty city of Manteca water. You know, it's it's just... Yeah. yeah, Peter's over there the nodding. The wall yeah. is Peter. nodding. <laughs> Peter's been telling Sagely. me I need to build water. You yeah, know. Munoz fly. You <laughs> must build your water. <laughs> I'll talk for Peter. Uh, what hops did you uh, change uh, to the new one? So, so the hop wise on the new one, I only the only thing I changed is you guys said that you uh, weren't real happy on the ESB because I used um, just Cascade for bittering. And so basically, I just moved bittering. Noob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I moved bittering just to, to Magnum. And mm-hmm. uh, so the, the first one versus the second one, I think the hops are, are a little less rough. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, and pretty much other than that, you know, I just used a blend of Cascade and Citra um, basically at, at 10 minutes on, and that was it. You know, I just used a ton for, for some aroma. Okay. Yeah. Huh? And then I dry hopped with mm-hmm. uh, Cascade and Citra. Yeah, the citrus coming through nicely. Yeah, I really like citra. Yeah, that's no, good. that's a good job. Excellent, very cool, man. And uh, Steve Jesse, what do you think about this new beer? Yeah, you know, I definitely like the new one better than the old one. I kind of get a very double IPA taste out of it. I don't know, like a uh, like, like body wise. Yeah, like body wise. Okay, you know what I mean. And so, okay. but I don't remember. I don't remember particularly even liking our last pale ale ESB mix anyway. You loved it. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> sure I did after I had six of them. Yeah. yeah oh, like, you'll love the anything. Best beer ever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be good. Yeah, yeah. right. But I think. Uh, dude, uh, that's a popsicle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, sucks. you know, yeah. uh, 30 years from now, if you order a, an American pale ale and it doesn't taste like a double IPA, they're, they're going to send that shit back, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, no, yeah, for sure. Style creep is just going nuts. Oh, yeah, no. It's yeah. like we, yeah, we went to Oregon and tried all kinds of beers there, and it's like, oh, okay, this actually tastes pretty good, and everything else that we had there was really good, but. But uh, yeah, we got a new equi- We had we got a new burner this time around for this one, and Daniel pretty much melted all the hair off his hand when he tried to test it out. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was probably part of the smell or maybe Sulfur the smell. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's yeah. the burnt hair taste. Hundred thousand BTU. That was that Rauch character. In yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Almost lost an eyebrow, but uh, I really do enjoy this one, and uh, and the two before this one we really we brewed were really good too. So so far. We're getting better. Right. I, I feel like we are, but no, you're doing a good job. <laughs> now. Yeah. We can say whatever we want, though. We like here's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll never know That's if right. you guys are doing great or not. The kids really like it, so it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome right out. That's see, that's really what you need to be doing. You guys are doing. I think you guys are doing great. Um, okay, well then let's uh, let's run down. Um, Who are we going to start what? doing the? I, I forget. Did we did we decide not to do the beer rundowns anymore? Because we're kind of just we talked about it over it. We just make people rewind and listen to the whole show again. <laughs> oh, this is the yeah, point of the show you where know what we you said? rewind. You it. rewind, listen to the whole show over again, and, and remember <laughs> it this time. Come, well, come see, back that's, to this point. That's the problem. Uh, well, if we're not doing the rundown, then I guess it's time to uh, to give away prizes. We do that. Yeah. We, or there's or the do we break first? Or we, or What's we, that? Do we break first? Or we give away prizes? No, we already took we our broke. second break. Yeah, we're broken out. We're broken. We're broke. We're we're unfixable, dude. Yeah. That's what's oozing. We're broke. Okay. Hella broke. So uh, the first prize Sorry. is the uh, is the lowest 
score. Hope you guys out. So you uh, gave them both 35s, didn't you? The, yeah, it's up to you, Brian. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. Now, this is for the $40, at least your beer will look good, Grog Tag gift certificate. I'm sorry. Which yeah. um, all three of our guests, uh, Daniel, Steve, and Jesse, won last time, apparently. That's going to go to, to Jim this time because I scored his Ellis better. Okay. All there my we go. Fault. Jim, Woo. congratulations, buddy. Congrats. You won a $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com. You can and check what? it out, make some labels. Um, you know, you have some cool labels on your, uh, uh, well, they're not cool labels, there's a, a, a round craft paper sticker, but, uh, you know, this way you can, uh, design your own labels over at grogtag.com. Wait, so Jim had the high score, Oh, wait, right? no, no, no. Jim was the high I said score. it wrong. I thought, Brian, I thought the grog tag was good. Brian had to leave unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. I lied. I lied. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I so let's grog- start over. Who like- is the lowest score for the grog tag? $40. At least your beer will look good. Gift certificate. Even if we See, can't I figure like, it out. I like met the, well, the Grog Tag guy was here, and I, I chatted with them again at NHC, and they're really nice people. So I think Ryan, that, who won the lowest score I think for the Grog be, Tag $40, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate? It's Steve. Steve! <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Double winners. Yeah. I still think that should be the top prize. Repeat offenders. I don't know. Right. I, I haven't met the other people. Maybe if I meet them, I'll think that should be the top prize. That's true. Uh, well, then, as a result, Jim is the winner of the um, the gift certificate pack to High Gravity Brew. Uh, you can go to highgravitybrew.com, and they uh, supply fine winemaking and homebrewing ingredients. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can pick up something nice for your uh, your homebrewed, uh, your homebrew setup yes, out there, Jim. the finest. Yeah. All I right. think I think Brian needs a jump start. He needs like a, just a power nap. He needs to power down like Baymax, just in the corner, kind of rest a little bit, and then kind of get refreshed. You could split what the is, ends off um, the phone charger and plug them in. Let's try it. Yes. What does Peter win? Though? You have nipples. <laughs> do we have a prize for Peter? Peter's prize is How just being here. I think it's the most it's just being here. <laughs> just getting being to observe here. the lunacy in live action. Yeah. What are you doing here, Peter? You want to get on the mic? He okay. gets an invisible <laughs> silent record for um, being the most silent on the show. You guys brew with Peter? You guys in the same uh, brew club? Yeah, or? P- Peter's uh, helped us brew Munoz several fly? times. Yeah, yeah. And, and he just he's we're getting constantly better, you know, because of him. And, and so yeah, he's, no. he's really pushing us to go to the next level. And yeah, no joke, but he really has helped yeah. us. Yeah, that's cool. And Peter does some fun stuff. He brought us in a nice yeah. little peach sour that uh, well Lee got to taste, but I haven't. I, I haven't, haven't got to taste it, yet. it either. I'll it's taste it before that. Um, a okay. presumptuous young sour. <laughs> Uh, why won't you open the thing? There we go. Open the thing. Open the thing. All right. Well, then I guess we're out of here. Okay. All right. It's come did to I, that. Did huh? I do all my things? Oh, uh, but to promote other Brewing Network shows, you guys know we have other shows. I don't even know why I have to tell There's you about it. There's one called The Session. There's one called The Session. There's a Brew Strong, uh, Brewing with Style. I don't really know much about any of the shows except The Session, and even then, I don't really listen to it. I just sit and chat with everybody and then make a joke and then go home. So, Is there a show about brewing with food? There, uh, there was. There once was. There once was. <laughs> there is also a sour hour. Sour hour, yeah. A sour hour. Ne- yeah. Never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of any of these shows. To be honest with you, this Milk's is that bunk. These are the notes that uh, that I'm given. Um, look, why don't here, here's your homework assignment? Uh, listen to all the other shows and then email me back uh, and tell me what they're about because I really don't know. Um, anyway, thanks for hanging out. Uh, it's been Doctor Homebrew, and uh, it's also been real fun. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye.